0: Hellberg Barbecue, Maya Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Port Hall of Fame, First Lift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, on a busy Wednesday afternoon. And uh, Aaron, we're getting ready. Well, it's going to be a fun weekend. Bears kind of finish out their conference slate, and uh, the men and women, and there's so much fun stuff to get into. Um, and then, of course, Aaron, just to remind you, I would, I would hope you would show up to celebrate this. The Mosleys will be inducted as the first family, the Baylor Line Foundation's first family award winners. All right, our fifth-generation of baylor students is coming up this uh comes to us thanks to uh, Dow Hendricks, my great grandfather and um also with a huge assist from jane wilson one of our listeners and who's somebody who's become a friend and always out there she'll be kind of hanging with the family on uh you know right there on next on saturday night so aaron i've got to try to balance all this stuff because as the Baylor women are hosting West Virginia, I'll be kind of doing like a, I mean, that's that's when the the little ceremony, the, the pre-ceremony, kind of a, I guess they'd call it like a VIP type party will be taking place. So I've got to kind of meet and greet and say hello to some folks, Alan Holt, Executive Director, and uh, it's going to be a, a very exciting night. For the Mosleys, Aaron. I mean, have you thought about crashing that party and just kind of just uh, uh, and I, now? Robert, um, Robert Griffin III will also be honored. President Livingstone, but Aaron, I'd like to think that most people will be attending to honor the Mosley family. Are you buying that?
2: I'm sure there will be many Mosley family supporters there. Probably, a f- probably, probably a few more for RG three, but. You know, y'all will have your your own cheering section. I'm sure.
1: I think it'll be close. <laughs> I think it'll be very close to see. Now, I don't know if RG three. I had uh, I had considered doing the kind of taping my acceptance speech. I wonder if RG three will be there to be honored in person because he's got a lot on his plate. Big ESPN guy. He's got the combine going on right now. Aaron, did you happen to see? Rg three like a tweet going around involving his child here in the last twenty four hours. Did anybody show that to you?
2: No, I haven't. I haven't seen that one.
1: All right, well, just check it out. Check it out. He's just having some fun with his family. Rg three with kind of an interesting tweet that was um, was sent out. Aaron, you might want to check that out. You're a man who loves uh, kind of checking out social media and seeing how all that's going. And I think you would, uh, I think you would enjoy seeing what RG three is up to in that area. All right, Aaron. Um, I uh, today, you know, I I just I just I was listening before we came on, and just the unbelievable sponsors that we have. Um, and I'm just thinking about how much you know I love Hellberg Barbecue. Then I get all my sandwich game. I get that at Schmaltz's. Of course, Central National Bank. And, Aaron, that's the great thing about our sponsors. Like, it's not just like, oh, they they put their advertisements on the station. No, it goes deeper than that. I mean, the the guests we have on at 420 and 440 today are going to have, like, beautiful graphics done for them. That will go out on our social media. That is done by our friends at Central National Bank, Veronica and Brian. Over there, tremendous job. We call her V, and um, she is the wife, by the way, of uh, Derek Smith, our uh, the voice of the uh, Baylor women's basketball and baseball and the whole thing. So, Aaron, it just, I, I hear that, and I just, and then also today, um, my ride to the show today provided by Alan Samuels, and you heard about that President's Day sale? Amazing, amazing deals. They're still doing some great deals. They're still doing some incredible rebates. And I heard about a rebate on a 2023 Laredo, Aaron, and I said, hey, that sounds so good. Do you mind if I come over there and drive the uh, that Grand Cherokee Laredo for 2023? And they said, yeah, yeah, you can do that. And so... That's kind of what I'm driving around in right now, just checking it out. Leather seats. Oh, my gosh. Bucket seats. Just beautiful, beautiful. So thank you, um, Alan Samuels. and Thank you for everybody who's going out there and taking advantage of these amazing rebates and the financing on these 2023 um, Jeep Cherokee Laredos. Of course, they have the Limited. They have the Summit. And I, I just—it just—they'll do anything you want. But one of the things I love about the Grand Cherokee is just whatever package you buy, they're all like crazy cool, like luxury type vehicles. Aaron, if you had to guess, like what was the first ever SUV? What would you have guessed before I told you the answer yesterday? What would you have said? Hey, I, this is what I think might be the first ever SUV.
2: I would have said probably Chevy Silverado. No, that's a Ford Bronco.
1: Interesting. Those would have been, okay, okay, interesting SUVs. um, Well, 1974, the Jeep Grand Cherokee came into being, and it's just sort of dominated since and they just keep getting better and better. So appreciate Alan Samuels, Ted Teague, the whole gang. Somebody apparently, Aaron, was listening, and they went in yesterday to pick up their new car from Alan Samuels, and they said we were listening to Mosley say to get over here and get our new car on the air. So that was kind of fun to hear. Now, Aaron, this is a – you know I'm not someone who tries to book a bunch of guests. We used to have a guy that did this show – that you know – and he loved to have like 17 guests a day, and I I don't always do that, but occasionally I like to book some unbelievable guest, and today that is the case. Aaron at 4:20, Dari Orm will join us. She's one of the greatest players in college softball right now, and uh, she plays for the Bears. All right, 440, Del Bonner. What a great story for Baylor men's basketball. Just tremendous, tremendous stuff. And that is, uh, is Del Bonner from Baylor men's basketball at 440. And at 5, Michael Gelkin, Dallas Morning News. And we'll talk about the NFL Combine. Aaron, that's, and then at 525, Aaron will... Weigh in with some campus confidential. Now, Aaron, it keeps us busy having all these guests. Again, we don't try to do this on a daily basis. We sort of make our living on doing our own stuff, believe it or not. Just like, hey, here we are. Love us or leave us. um, But, Aaron, some days you just have some really cool guests. So today is one of those days, and then we've got a lot of stuff to talk to for Dari Orm baylor's pitcher now aaron let's try to run down how many no hitters she's had she had the perfect game was that against sfa okay perfect game and one of the things you have to do in a perfect game is you got to keep the score down a little bit because you don't want to run rule them because you want it to be the full you know perfect game actual deal so you got to kind of Make all that work. So that can get a little bit uh, tricky. Aaron, we had a no-hitter also by Dari Orm. And that happened just the other day against one of these Big Ten powers. Aaron, weren't we told that, like, Minnesota and whoever else came in here were supposed to be world beaters? And the Bears just uh, answered the deal. Aaron, I, I, I am really, really excited for Glenmore in this program and it's happening in a hurry (coughs) one one rankings Aaron has the Bears all the way up to number 10 that's D1 softball one of the rankings has Baylor at number 23 now Aaron you and I like to use the best ranking you know what's kind of funny to me is Baylor has used the other ranking which is the Aaron, what is that? Not the A? Is that the a- AP? No, USA Today. Yeah, it's the coach's nice. poll. Coach's poll. Okay, the coaches' poll. I believe Baylor is number twenty-three in the country. <laughs> so Aaron monitors all that. Aaron, is this about as power-packed a a a as far as guests are concerned as anything we could put together?
2: Absolutely pretty it's a pretty remarkable lineup i'm I'm, when you texted me the the show lineup earlier i've i'm always excited about the show but i was i was especially looking forward to the guest today
1: did you give it a fist pump just kind of a small fist pump i did and then i texted
2: you the thumbs up back
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i like that i love a good thumbs up from you aaron last night one of baylor's top assistants I saw uh, Baylor, bas- Baylor men's basketball was at a Dallas-Fort Worth playoff game that I attended. Baylor is really put, it, put a huge emphasis, and they do a great job recruiting. I mean, this is the assistants on the – and, of course, Scott Drew leading the way. They do an amazing job. Last night, Aaron, Trey Johnson from Lake Highlands took on Arlington Martin. The interesting thing about this game, which my wife and I attended, uh, Arlington Martin had gotten in a fight, and they lost all their players, so they brought up their JV to sit on the bench. The only three, they only had three usual starters on the floor, Aaron, because all these other varsity players came off the bench, and of course, one of the starters was in the fight, and so they didn't really have any players, and to me, that's a dangerous game when you have to play it's the old wounded tiger theory aaron what do you think the warriors of arlington martin did last night they went with the four corners the old dean smith four corners no shot clock in boys and girls basketball in high school it's it's ridiculous come on uil i mean my gosh we do this at college obviously we do it in nba we've been doing it for many many years why in the world if, the, if we want these players recruited, you know, by these colleges, and we want them to maybe have a shot at playing the NBA someday, why not give them a chance to be successful? And playing with no shot clock is, is just ridiculous in this day and age. Aaron, I got to say, it worked. While Lake Island's Wildcats down 20-17 to 17 at the half. Because they were, of course, worked up and upset that the other team was stalling. And so they were rushing shots on the other end. And then, Aaron, they would kind of overplay. And then they would get like a straight line drive to the hoop. Because everybody was guarding their man. And it worked. So as much as I hated watching it, I have to take my hat off to Coach Osborne for Arlington Martin, for what he did. I also have to take my hat off to Joe Duffield for what he did at Lake Highlands. Because Aaron, at halftime, he said enough of this nonsense, and he went with a full-court trap where he put Trey Johnson, America's best guard for the 2024 class, a player Baylor is really recruiting hard. He put him at the point or the top of a full-court press. And it, it freaked out the Martin players, and they started turning it over, and it was Dunk City, the other direction. And Lake Highlands ended up looking a lot closer than it was. I think it ended up being like, four, I can't remember, 46-43 or something like that, just because they stalled the entire first half. Aaron, Lake Highlands ends up with 46 points. Trey Johnson had 26 of them. And this is not like a wilt situation. These other players, <coughs> their, their point guard has an offer from UNT, great program, University of North Texas. Samson Allaton is going to uh, Yale. Very very smart guy, six nine post. He could play at a lot of places. He's a three star center, so they got other options. But they also happen to have the greatest guard in America. So that was a cool. That was a cool moment to see an old-school, crazy four corners and then watch how Lake Highlands responded to it. Aaron, do you remember when we were kids watching these teams go into four corners?
2: I remember my junior year in high school at Robinson, we were playing Marlin. Marlin was number two in the state. Just incredible, blowing everyone out, San Antonio Cole was number one in the state. They featured a guy named Shaquille O'Neal. And for the entire season, everyone thought that they would meet in the state championship game. That's how good they were. They ended up actually getting upset by Fairfield in the uh, regional round. But uh, (laughs) I was a JV. I think that was my sophomore year. No, it was my junior year. I was on JV still. Uh, And, The varsity attempted to play four corners, and it worked out kind of like it did uh, for Arlington Martin.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Aaron, do you have any old game tape of that? I wish I did. Take take a peek at that. (laughs) That that Marlin team uh, is
2: incredible.
1: Marlin, Wow. And then uh, San Antonio. That is – wait, Shaq's our age? Yeah. I guess you're a year older than I am, and he's your age. Shaq just turned. Well, he may have been, he may have been young on that or older on that team. I thought Shaq. He was, was a older year. Than
2: us. He was a year ahead yeah. of me. I was a junior when he was a senior.
1: Okay, all right. Shaq is already in his fifties. Uh, By the way, his daughter is now taking a long look at the different colleges across the country, and of course, because Shaq went to LSU, she was at LSU the other day. All right, Aaron, we're about to get a call. From the nation's number one pitcher right now, Dari Orm joins us
2: next. Time for your ESPN Central Texas forecast, and it is brought to you by Richard Carr. For
3: over 20 years, Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac has built a reputation as people you can count on for automotive sales and service off Highway 6 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco.
2: And your ESPN Central Texas forecast for the rest of the afternoon. Cloudy with scattered rain and thunderstorms throughout central Texas. Remaining warm, though. We'll see an afternoon high near 86. Tonight, more rain and thunderstorms expected through the evening and possibly overnight with an overnight low of around 68. Currently 84 at ESPN Central Texas.
3: Keep up with the Phillips 66 Big 12 Tournament on ESPN Central Texas.
4: Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park so with the hospitality of texas and our czech heritage the tom vos that means we welcome you at slovachex you'll love our
5: sausage a bank in any town usa treats everyone like well anyone at central national bank we provide central texans with a different kind of banking we believe in people over processes listening over telling and helping our customers over helping ourselves Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank Different, Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC.
3: Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers, and Sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select L-Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com.
7: Yeah.
6: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor baseball lost to UTSA eight to three last night. The Bears will have Youngstown State in for three game series at Baylor Ballpark this weekend. Baylor softball extends the win streak to ten, beating UTA eight to nothing. They'll host Texas A&M on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks drop another one, losing to Indiana one twenty four to one twenty two. The Mavs are one in five since Luka returned after the heel injury before the All Star break. Baylor basketball moves up. Two two spots to 7 in the AP top 25. Kansas stays at 3. Texas drops to 9. Kansas State is up 3 to 11. TCU is up to 22. Jets and the Browns will open the 2023 season in the annual Hall of Fame game.
3: SportsCenter. Every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And rolling along is the Baylor women's, uh, the, well, the Baylor softball team is going very, very strong right now. And Dariana Orm has led the way with some just unbelievable performances. And uh, she hails from uh, California by way of Fresno State. And uh, it's good to have, uh, Dory, I've been very excited about having you on. And I, I, I started asking right after that perfect game, and man, now you have a no-hitter, and uh, it's great to have you on the show today.
8: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Yeah, and I got to come to that dinner on the diamond that night, and I was struck by how just fun you guys were, and and uh, how some of you guys enjoyed having that microphone passed around and that kind of thing, Um, I knew that was a special bunch. Now, I can't say that I knew quite how special of a start you would have. Uh, This has been pretty remarkable start of the season. Uh, Dari, how much uh, much, I know all your buddies, I I, I gave your full name to start out, but I know a lot of everybody calls you Dari. How much uh, fun has this start been for you guys?
8: It's been amazing. And I think you said it perfectly with this Baylor softball team, especially this year, you're not going to have anything that's not fun. Um, everything we do, we try to do with joy. Um, and so I think that's what's been really amazing about this is that we just go out and play and we play it because we love the sport. And we just want to have fun. So the results are showing, um, but it's just it's fun to play with this team.
1: All right, you were on a little bit of a pitch limit. I think we're still kind of watching, making sure everything's okay. Um, did, when did you start to really feel like heading into this season? Like, okay, I'm I'm starting to feel like myself again. And how important do you think it is, Dari? You know how, you know, you've kind of held off going full bore. And, and had that limit, I think one of those first weekends, it was 60. Then it went up to 80. How important, and were, have you been a little impatient? Were you pushing for more pitches, or how has that gone? Especially, of course, when you're playing like an OU. I know you, I know you don't want to come out of games, but you also know it's important to take care of yourself. How has that all worked out for you?
8: Yes, I think it's definitely been a process because obviously the competitor in me um, does not want to come off the field. I want to be drug off the field. But I think that when we think of the big picture and what the coaching staff has done and brought into this team, um, we have a staff. And so I'm a big preacher on let's use the whole staff as much as I don't want to come out of the game. I know that Riley Crandall and Aaliyah Binford can come in at any time and shut it down as well. So I think the pitch count is definitely... As much as it's not fun, um, I think it's working in our favor right now. And so, you know, it's just about fully buying into what we do here. And it's it's working right now. So I'm here for it.
1: All right. Now, how many of these no-hitters – let's stick with – we'll call, we won't go to perfect games. We'll just talk no-hitters right now. How many going back to high school and then even at Fresno State – um were these your how many have you had dating back to even when you started playing because obviously you've been doing this for a long time and i know you've been throwing hard for a long time how many of these things all time have you put together
8: that that's a tough question i know that my dad back home has a few balls and a few medals that um with those numbers on it but you know as far as collegiately um those were my first two Uh, So I'm happy that they got to happen here at Baylor. But, yes, definitely in the time from a young end to to now, um, I have collected a few, but nothing as special as the ones that I was able to do here.
1: I like that answer. Uh, The perfect game, too. And then, boy, I was all prepared for Maryland and Minnesota and these people to come in here and like, oh, my gosh, Big Ten powers. And you just blanked them. I mean, you no-hit the Terps. I mean, these are big-time people that are coming into Getterman. Um, what, is it just – do you think, by the way, that all the, all the rest that you had, as frustrating as I'm sure it was, ha- has in some ways that allowed you to come back with even more velocity and energy and that type of thing?
8: Yeah, I think um, as much as we don't want to admit it, um, age plays a factor in what we do here. And so, no, as much, I don't want to rest. But as you get older in this game, the rest does help. But then it forces you to then um, elevate your mental game. And so I think that that's, in that rest period, I was able to really focus with Coach Newman on my mental game, which is what then prepared me um, for what we're doing now and where we're headed.
1: All right, uh, and uh, Dari Orm joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, she comes from Fairfield, California. Now, who do you, uh, Dari, who do you credit the most? Sounds like your dad was heavily involved. Uh, I know uh, Coach Anthony Trujillo was, was someone you played for there in California uh, at uh, Vanden High School, but who do you give the most credit for, uh working with you over the years and and kind of getting you to this point.
8: Yes. Yeah, so actually yes, my dad and my family obviously played um put a lot into me and spilled a lot. But the coach that put the most work into me would actually be Pauly Gabales, who was my travel ball coach. Um he is the reason that I am able to be where I am today, the reason that I was able to have um all the opportunities that were granted to me in high school and then even in the transfer portal, he has poured a lot into me and my family so Paulie Gabales definitely gets a lot of that um, credit for sure
1: all right and when was the first time you got on the mound when were you in the circle for the what what age did you did they start saying well I think uh Dari might might have something here
8: right yeah that's me and my dad joke about it often because I, I started pitching like everyone else at the age of five but It wasn't until I was around eight or nine um, that my dad was like, okay, you throw a little hard, we might need to stick with this. So um, I always threw hard and wild, and so we just had to try and figure out how to get it into this little square. And so that's kind of when we started to stick with the pitching route.
1: Now, what was your dad, what was his sport? Uh, Did he kind of have to learn the game, or had he ever had any experience with fast pitch softball? Like, what was... What was his background?
8: Yeah, no, my dad was definitely – he's more of a basketball fan. Um, And so when I was – I didn't really have a pitching coach growing up, so my dad would go to work. And then the minute he got home, he would have a YouTube video ready for me to go um, for (laughs) new things for me to try because he was not – he wasn't ready for the softball world yet, but he definitely is now. So him and YouTube are what got me to where I'm at.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, that is – YouTube. I I like that. One of the greatest pitchers in the country. Now, what has this been like getting these, you know, National Pitcher of the Week award coming off that uh, big weekend against SFA and then uh, Oklahoma? And then I got to ask you, Oklahoma, what was that being on the mound against? You know what they're made of, and you know the dynasty that they've built. Did you have any sort of extra juice? Was that a it, was that a different feeling, or were you really able just to kind of stay within yourself and, and not think about, okay, this is big, bad OOU? Obviously, you all faced them last year in conference. What was that experience like?
8: Yes, I think that like when you begin to start playing the team and not the name across the chest, um, it allows you to play the sport that you know how to play. And so, yes, going into that game, obviously you know number one, Oklahoma, I give them so much credit for what they do there for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I also like to think that we all lace up our shoes and practice the same way. So I think that my team, um, the team that I get to play with and myself as well can hang with any team. Um, and so that's kind of what goes on in my head is I don't really care what the name on the chest is. Um, I know that the team that I play with is can hang with the best of them. So.
1: All right, and and what, what about uh, Baylor, how did that – the transfer portal has changed a lot of things. How do two, like, outstanding players at Fresno State – I know you and McKenzie are are, uh, are great friends. But what? How, how does that all go down, and, and what kind of made you uh, make the decision to leave Fresno State and come to Baylor?
8: Yeah, I think I just knew it was time. Um, I knew I wanted to be on the big stage because um, – Obviously, you know, like in my position, there's not many people that look like me and do um, what I'm able to do. And so I knew that I had to get to a platform um, where I would be able to, one, show little girls that look like me that they can do it. But then also what Baylor does here, um, I get to just glorify God in what I do. And they give us that platform and that opportunity to do that. So when me and Mackenzie were talking about transferring, she actually chose Baylor first. And I was still kind of taking my visits on the hunt. But I knew I wanted to play with her again, and I wanted – she had told me, raved about how great this Baylor school was, and I just had to see it for myself. So it's been amazing that I get to still play with my best friend um, and that we get to do it here at Baylor. It's amazing.
1: This team seems like a lot of fun, and uh, <laughs> I think I sat with uh, one of those benefits. I think I was with Sydney. Um Sydney I mean,
8: Cuellazos.
9: <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Koyazos. I mean, she is uh, a live wire, and um, and we'll have to get her on at some point for sure. But what is it like when she's back there behind the plate? What are those conversations like? It, can she be funny even during tense times? Does she, does she put her game face on and is pretty serious during games? What is y'all's uh, – how important has that relationship been for your success?
8: Yes, Sydney is definitely a joy to play with. Um, She is a goofball, to say the least.
6: Um, (laughs) But
8: when the game does start, yes, she turns on her game face. But the amazing thing about Sydney is that her game face looks different than my game face. So if I'm the more serious one where I just want to handle business, but in those situations where I need a little bit of a light mood mode, um, that's when she does come in. And that's, I think, why we work so well together is that she's able to... Not many can when I'm in game mode, crack a smile out of me, but
7: she finds a <laughs> way every time. So
8: and she just is a light. She's so much fun to play with, and she works so hard back there stealing those strikes for me, so it's it's amazing.
1: What are we used to – in baseball, they would say they, they, they received it. They didn't frame it, but they received it. And so she's back there doing her best with all that. Now, Dari, what is the uh, – what's the fastest you've ever been measured on the gun and – um, because obviously you've got some great velocity and then you've added this change up that I think has become a, a devastating pitch for you as well. What, um, uh, and, and to give some context for people that maybe don't always follow softball, low seventies is considered like extremely, extremely high velocity in, in, uh, in college softball. Where, where are you sort of now and are, where are you trying to be?
8: Um, I would love to be uh, consistent at 70 to 73, um, which is what I know I can get to. Um, But I also think that where I'm at right now, I'm effective because my ball ball is moving. Um, And so the 68 um, to 71 kind of frame is is working well for me. It allows my balls to jump off a lot more, um, get a lot more swing and misses. So the goal is to be able to touch those numbers, but, at the same time, if my ball is moving, uh, this speed is really, you know, just a byproduct.
1: All right. The last thing I had for you, I understand when you do interviews, um, you st- you sometimes have a a staff that you carry that, that maybe has some verses on it, or at least one verse. Uh, obviously, your uh, faith is very important to you, as you've expressed. Now, how did that come about, though? Is that something you had in the past or is that did you start doing that at baylor what what is uh where did that come from the uh the prayer staff
8: yes this year our team went on a retreat and we have a staff and it actually has the scripture exodus 14 through 16 lift up your rod your staff and stretch out your hand and so as a team um they had selected me to carry it for this year we kind of just mark down all the times that we've seen god um present in our lives whether that be a win um or something in school and so that's kind of what we do with our staff is just to remind us of god and how good he is
1: okay i'm glad to know that Uh, and and so when you when everybody's out there interviewing you or whatever since you were kind of uh, voted (laughs) as the one to carry the staff if you're out there and you start the interviews you don't have the staff in your hand. Do uh, somebody kind of runs it over to you? Is that the way it works?
8: Yeah, we do like to find the staff and make sure that the presence is there so that, you know, we're able to just show the world um, what we're about, which is just giving it back to God, so.
1: Okay. what do you, what do you Which car- Bible character do you think of when you hear of a staff? You, Moses mainly, or would you go with, I guess David would have a staff when he would have been out there with a sheep. I'm I'm trying to go back to my Sunday school days.
8: (laughs) I know, yeah. I think Moses is definitely a good one. Um, Uh Uh-huh. I think just remembering to walk through, and that's what they did in those days was as they walked, um, they would etch on their staff every time that God was present so that they would remember that when they're going through hard times, because we're going to go through hard times this season, we're not going to win every game. That's the goal. But when we are starting to struggle, we can then look back at our staff, which is what um, a lot of people did in those days. And so, It just is a reminder for what we do and what we want to do here, just to keep God at the forefront.
1: I like it. I think it works extremely well. And, uh, Darry, it's been an exciting start to the season. Um, Let's keep it up. I mean, one poll has you all 10th in the country. I think one has you 23rd. I like to go with the one that has you ranked the highest. I don't know if that's what Glenn (laughs) wants, but uh, but we'll – We'll keep our eye on this thing. Dari, great to visit with you, and uh, look forward to seeing you at the uh, ballpark soon.
8: Yes, thank you so much, and we will see you at the game soon.
1: All right, there she goes, Dari Orm. Baylor from uh, California, Fresno State, ends up with the Bears and has obviously become One of the best pitchers in all of college softball. So very, very exciting to have her on. Now, next, Del Bonner, big-time Baylor guard, joins us next
3: recently on Game Time. Let's talk some Ranger baseball with Jared Sandler. You're not just relying on
10: one guy in Jacob DeGrom who's injury prone. Four of the five guys you could attach that label to, which hopefully you're not super unlucky and, and deal with the injuries from all four of those guys, in which case I think the depth is huge. And where the Rangers are now, I think it's the most talented rotation that they have ever had heading into a season. I don't think they've ever had this type of talent and this type of depth in their rotation. Game Time,
3: weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Welcome back to The Naked Truck. I'm your host, Jay. It's time to answer those listener questions, so let's get to the email inbox. Our first letter is from Misty, and Misty writes, Dear Pickup Outfitters, can you please help me with my husband? He bought a new truck, which he loves, but he insists we load the entire family into the truck and go to the soccer games on Saturdays. Here's the problem. He won't cover that bed. We pull up to the soccer fields with a completely naked truck bed in front of all those children. It's just so embarrassing. I sit away from all the other mothers in the stands, but he just won't buy a cover. He says it will cut into his hunting budget. What can I do? Dear Misty, we have your solution. Pickup Outfitters has slashed prices on all bed covers. Folding covers are now $100 off. Retractable covers are now at least $150 off. Some covers are up to 20% off. And it will keep all his hunting gear safe and secure. Next trip to the soccer fields, take him down Lake Here Drive and have him pull into Pickup Outfitters. Check us out on the web at createacommotion.com.
3: 80. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen
6: Samuel Studios. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Hellberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. They're handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Hellberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco, at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. Exclusive one-carat diamond
11: tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Limited time, limited offer, maximum savings, maximum shine. An exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive.
6: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor baseball lost to UTSA eight to three last night. The Bears will have Youngstown State in for three game series at Baylor Ballpark this weekend. Baylor softball extends the win streak to ten, beating UTA eight to nothing. They'll host Texas A&M on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks drop another one, losing to Indiana one twenty four to one twenty two. The Mavs are one in five since Luka returned after the heel injury before the All Star break. Baylor basketball moves up. to two spots to 7 in the AP top 25. Kansas stays at 3. Texas drops to 9. Kansas State is up 3 to 11. TCU is up to 22. Jets and the Browns will open the 2023 season in the annual Hall of Fame game.
3: SportsCenter. Every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: All right, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. From one star to another, we now have uh, Dell Bonner on with us, and uh, Dell, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. This has been a lot of fun watching you these last couple of games, and congratulations on uh, all your success.
9: Appreciate you having me.
1: Yeah, glad to have you, and uh, this has been a uh, great run. And that Oklahoma State game, always a tough place to play. And you come out there and have 15 points in that game. Dale, it Dale, uh, I know it had to be tough for you out of the rotation for a while. Um, and and then yet you come out of it with, like, what, combined 27 or 28 points in the two games. In that Texas game, uh, when Keontae got hurt, uh, you enter that game and and I mean you changed that you turned that game on a dime. Um, was that I mean I, I just wondering because you had been out for a while not getting to play as much, what did that come from? Just all that confidence and energy that you brought was that were, was some of that a little bit anger for for not having been on the court in a little while?
9: Uh, no, it was no anger. it was just more so uh, just continuing to try and stay ready. Uh, whether that was playing or not, and I just tried to, uh, you know, continue to be a a good teammate, uh, whether I'm playing or not, like I said. um, But, you know, I just continued to work, whether I'm playing or not. I just continue to try and have a schedule every day uh, before practice. Uh, You know, I just try and get shots up or anything that I want to work on my game. Uh, I just tried to make sure uh, I continued to stay prepared, whether I was playing or not.
1: Yeah, and boy, you looked extremely confident shooting the three uh, against Texas. You had two big ones in that game. Um, what 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 allowed you to kind of like you said stay on schedule? I'm I'm kind of curious when you're when you're d- going through that and not playing as much as you're used to playing. Like, is there a certain coach on staff that you work more than any other? Like, who helped you kind of keep that readiness and that? Uh, and 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 what you were able to to bring to the floor,
9: uh, you know, well, all the coaches continue to just tell me to stay ready because uh, you never know what can happen. Uh, you know, just kudos to the grad assistants that we have at Baylor, uh, just helping me work out, uh, just helping me continue to stay ready.
1: All right, and then just the defense, uh, you know, it was one of your calling cards, uh, getting the steals and all of that. How much pride do you take in your defense? You've got great wingspan, and you get in passing lanes. Um, is that just all? Is that kind of something you've always had, Dell? Uh, even going back to whether it be Division Two or high school, that you that you love giving big time effort on defense. Uh,
9: I just like playing with energy, whether that's uh, on the offense end or on the defense end. But, uh, you know, I just try and have an impact, try and impact the game uh, as best I can with us. Uh, You know, whatever this team needs me to do play defense, uh, score. I feel like I can do a little bit of everything. But on defense, I just try to have an impact. And I just try and read uh, whatever the offense is doing and just try and get in the passing lane and, you know, just have a presence out there.
1: Where do you think this team is right now? You had the Kansas swing that didn't go great, but then you get two wins. Um, you know, you've been through this, y'all are a number one seed last year. Do you feel like the team's moving in the right direction and hopefully getting ready to peak at the absolute right time?
9: Uh yeah, I think this team is definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, you know, we dropped a couple, but we didn't hang our heads or anything. We just tried to tweak a couple of things and, uh, you know, just play as hard as we can, uh, going forward. So that's what he's going to continue to do.
1: All right, and that over the course of your career, you're, the three ball has become more of a, a player for you. Who do you credit for? Is that just getting up a ton of shots? Was there one specific coach or or player development type uh, coach on the team? Like you say, it could be all the coaches, but mm-hmm. who, and it might even be working with LJ or one of your teammates. Who do you who do you credit for making you so confident as a three point shooter?
9: I just credit my, you know, like the coaches I said and just my teammates continuing to tell me to shoot whether I'm making or missing. Uh, you know, they believe in me, and I believe in them uh, just as much. So just kudos to, you know, the coaching staff and my teammates.
1: When did Baylor first um, get on your radar? I mean, obviously you were at Fairmont State, um, and uh, and a lot of people have heard the story when when you started putting up really good numbers there and and maybe getting more attention, um, I don't know if West Virginia was in the mix. Like, was there anybody else uh, other than Baylor that was kind of coming after you that that you were at least thinking about, or was Baylor the most aggressive? And did you not really think about anything else? Uh,
9: you know, when I hit the portal, uh, of course, you know, I built some great relationships with uh, a couple other schools, but. You know, when I talked to Coach Drew and the staff, I just felt like, uh, you know, that can help me uh, become who I wanted to become, grow my faith, and just uh, help me become the man I am today. So uh, it made my, me and my family feel really comfortable uh, coming to Baylor University. And I'm just thankful and happy that I'm at Baylor.
1: Dale Bonner joining the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. He's been on a run. And uh, I tell you, Dale, it's just been amazing that, that, and that's what Scott Drew said about you. That there was, uh, while I'm sure you weren't happy about not being in the lineup as much or the rotation, he he described it as saying there was never any pouting uh, that happened, and and that's just kind of that's just kind of who you are. Is that um, was that hard uh, to not to kind of get discouraged, or did it was it, it just kind of is that just kind of who you are? Uh, to uh, to try to keep a good attitude no matter how many minutes you're getting.
9: Uh, that's just kind of who I am. Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, be the best teammate I could be whether I'm on the floor or not. Uh, you know, I'm one of the older guys on this team, so uh, you know, I played college for a little while now, and um, I just try and be the best teammate I can be whether I'm on the floor or not. Uh, you know, I try and encourage my teammates, uh, and not being on the floor, like you see the game from a different aspect. And you know, I try and talk to uh, my teammates that are, that are on the floor, uh, and just try and encourage them to do the best they can do too.
1: Now, did you join when you were on the sideline over there? Some of the the what do they call it? The bench mob. Do you ever look down there and see what Tweety's up to with all the? I see him looking at those note cards. Um, <laughs> looking at it with with one of your walk on players looking at the celebrations. Do you, do you do you ever join in some of those activities?
9: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, definitely joining in on what they have going on there, too. Uh, kudos <laughs> to them, too. Uh, you know, just bring extra energy uh, to the guys that's on the floor. You know, just trying to uh, have the team be upbeat. Uh, whether that's, you know, we, we having a bad stretch throughout the game. Uh, you know, they just try and pick us up, and and encourage the people that's uh, also on the bench and who's ever on the, in the game.
1: All right, what's your favorite celebration over there that they do?
9: Uh, definitely the field goal. Uh, they do a little <laughs> field goal celebration, and I always, you know, put my hands up uh, and try to celebrate with them too when they do that
1: one. Hey, Dale, did you ever play any uh, football, or did you other sports, or were you kind of uh, did you uh, gravitate toward basketball at a, at a really early age?
3: Uh,
9: you know, basketball was always uh, something that I loved, but
1: uh, growing
9: up, I played uh, football, baseball. And I ran track also, so you know I, I played multiple sports growing up.
1: Well, I mean, uh, they could, you know, could you, were you a sprint guy or did you like the long distance?
9: I was more of a dis- distance guy. I ran like the eight hundred and the sixteen hundred meters.
1: When's the last time you went out there and tried to run one of those?
9: Oh uh, man, it's been it's been a long <laughs> time. Probably since <laughs> like middle school. Uh, you know, that was one of my that was my dad's sport, uh, tracking too. So that was one of the sports like, uh, I had no choice but to do. So kudos to my dad for sure. Uh,
1: you know, helping yeah. me. I'm sure that uh, helps NBA out. Del- out today. Yeah, you are quick and, and, uh, uh, can get down the court in a hurry and, uh, yeah. Kudos to your, your dad. Uh, what was his, what was his event? Was he, did he have those same events? Did he do the, uh, 800 and the 1500?
9: Uh, yeah, he was more so uh,
1: 1,500.
9: Uh, he also ran cross-country, too. So,
1: obviously, he ran cross-country in middle school as well. So, All right. You better watch. Uh, yeah, Dale, you better watch what you say. The uh, Baylor track coach will be over there. Michael will be over there trying to <laughs> recruit you if you don't watch it. Dale Bonner, uh, Baylor guard, joining the Matt Mosley Show. Dale, uh, people, some people have heard this story. You were coached by Joe Mazula at Fairmont State and he's obviously now the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Did you I mean when you first met uh coach Missoula did did he strike you as hey this is uh what I mean like had the kind of presence that he could do something like this? Did he immediately kind of stand out to you? What was uh what what was he what was it like playing for him?
9: Um it was definitely nice playing for him. Uh I actually redshirted the year your to- uh, I was my freshman year of college, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just getting to work with him uh, every day and, you know, just making a plan on what I wanted to achieve on and off the floor. Uh, you know, he also helped me become uh, a better young man than I am today, too, so I can't thank him enough.
1: Does that make you a Celtics fan now just because of him, or do you have uh, do you have another team?
9: Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a Celtics fan, but, uh, you know, I'm a big LeBron fan, too, so I'd like to be just my team, too. And the Cavs. Okay. You know, I love the
1: Cavs. You saw what the Lakers did to my Mavericks the other night. Down twenty-seven, they come all the way back. So you were uh, you were rooting you were rooting for the Lakers in in, uh, in that one. Now, who was uh, I, I? I know Joe Jacobs, or John Jacobs knows Joe really well. What was the uh, what was the recruitment like uh, to Baylor? Was it Coach Jacobs and several members of the staff, or who kind of once you went in the portal, who, uh, who are your connections to, uh, to Baylor?
9: Uh, definitely, uh, coach Jenkins, um, and coach Tang as well. Um, both of those two, uh, coach Jacobs for sure being connected to Joe and then coach Tang, um, actually it was another coach that was trying to recruit me and then next to, you know, uh, coach Tang, um, thought I could play here at Baylor. So just those two type of connections, uh, one being the previous coach, and uh, you know, Coach Jenkins has a really good relationship with Joe, and you know, Coach Tang with uh, having a relationship with a different coaching staff that uh, was trying to recruit me too.
1: Did you, did Jerome ever uh, cook anything for you? Did you ever get to try any of his cooking?
9: Uh, no, I, sadly, I did not get a chance to
1: try <laughs> any. Of it. No. <laughs> i've had the i've had the jerome tang apple pie it is superb uh was that was that pretty weird the first time he came back to the uh the Farrell center was that i'm sure you were happy for him to get that opportunity but to have to play against him twice is just kind of a weird thing what was that experience like
9: uh it was definitely weird you know uh him being with us for uh the one year that the first year that i was here for um you know, it was definitely weird seeing him in a different color and with a different team, but, you know, I can't be more happy for
1: the position that he did now. All right, and when Scott says that uh, you're one of the best ball movers in the country, what does he mean by that? Does it mean, or is that just you're a guy that the ball never sticks? It just seems like you're, uh, what, what do you what do you think when Scott, and I'm sure he has some analytics that back that up, but you've heard him say probably something like that. What do you think he's getting at there?
9: I think he just means you know I'll make quick decisions whenever I touch the ball, whether that's uh, attacking the basket, shooting, or you know finding my teammates. So that's what I'm just going to continue to do, and that's one one of the things that I do best on the floor.
1: All right, who's the most creative dunker on the team right now? I mean i I would think uh, I would think you could do some nice things. You've got great athleticism. Do you would you would you bet on yourself or? Keontae's got some explosion. Who would uh, who would win the uh, the Baylor men's uh, uh, dunk contest?
9: Oh man, um, I'm athletic, but I don't have that many tricks. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of athletic people on this team. Uh, you know, Keontae being one of them. I don't know who I would put my money on. It's a couple people I, I I think I could put my money on, but you know I I can't really put no name to it.
1: Loner is kind of uh, a ham. He likes the mm-hmm. cameras. I could see him being pretty creative uh, with oh, yeah, some things. He, he,
9: has a, he has a lot of dunks in his, in his dunk package, And Keontae, uh, and several of us as well. But uh, <laughs> Caleb definitely has a, a, a bigger bag than me on uh, some tricks for sure.
1: Well, he also uh, is a, a snowboard kind of guy and has tricks in that mm-hmm. regard. Uh, yeah, but, snowboarding. But,
9: uh, Surfing as well, too.
1: You know, he likes to surf. Yeah. Have you tried any of that before? Oh,
9: no. No. no not <laughs> at all. I'm
1: going to that one up to Caleb, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, uh, so proud of how you've uh, handled this. And uh, you're, you're one of the – everybody loves watching you play, but especially the way you've handled all this. And it's an inspiration to a lot of us to – to watch it and uh, and Dell, I appreciate you being on the show.
9: I appreciate you having me once again. You bet.
1: There he goes, Dell Bonner, Baylor guard, and um, the man has emerged in these last two games. And as I was tweeting about, I don't think you're gonna get him back out of this rotation. He's just playing too well. Great defender, does so many things well. And quite honestly, he just creates some chaos and gets the ball moving and gets easy buckets in transition. We can all use some buckets in transition. All right, we do have another guest. We're going to go to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis and uh, talk to Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News. That is next.
3: Recently
11: on the John Moore Show. Pat Nunley, our guest. It was February 20th, 1979. Aaron, quite simply, it was the game in which Vinnie Johnson and Pat Nunley combined to score 62 in a big win over the Horn Frogs. Pat, what what when you think back on that historic game,
3: what do you remember? Well, I remember Vinnie getting 50. <laughs> <And> John Moore's <laughs> weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
6: ESPN Central Texas
3: is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show.
6: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof.
7: The next time you have an overnight stay in Waco for business or pleasure, remember to book a friendly Bellmead and Waco area hospitality option. The Holiday Inn and Suites Waco Northwest, Best Western Inn, Quality Inn, Days Inn, and Econa Lodge will all welcome you to Central Texas and make your stay memorable. These properties are all located at the Interstate 35 and North Loop 340 intersection and are conveniently located to attractions such as Baylor University, Magnolia Market and Silos, and Cameron Park Zoo. From
3: the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Maya Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt
1: Mosley. Audience, Matt Mosley? The Matt Mosley Show. NFL Combine going on. And uh, Michael Gelkin joining us now from the Dallas morning news and uh, michael you described earlier today an invigorated mike mccarthy and and i'm looking at mike he looks very refreshed i'm thinking about my uh uh trips to the combine the, these are nice little backdrops that they seem to have for the different coaches you still i'm sure when you're doing the interview hear like all the other buzz all around there and all of that but it is interesting how the thing has changed over the years how are you michael
10: I'm doing well thanks so much for having me uh, Hopefully I can speak in coherent sentences these I mean, the days are long and the nights are longer at the combine uh, you're just trying to build as many relationships and learn as much as you can uh you know it's it's, it's part of reporting and so much about the combine on t v it's about the draft prospects but we're actually here as a reporter you know I don't think I'll talk to a single draft eligible player uh all week uh, it's more about talking to scouts and coaches and Members of not only the Cowboys organization, but people around the league. And it's what makes your reporting stronger over the course of the, of the year. So that's what the Combine for me is about.
1: Have you, um, will you make the trip over to St. Elmo's, known for its uh, incredible jumbo shrimp cocktail? I'm sure the first time you ever went to the combine, that's what everybody told you to go do, and it happens to be the place where you can see, oh, you know, uh, Sean Payton and Jerry Jones will be hanging out, famously where the uh, the, the the napkin or the um, the tablecloth was pulled out on some weird trick Jerry was trying to make. Have you uh, are you gonna are you gonna work that into your schedule?
10: Yeah, I landed in Indianapolis late Monday afternoon. I got to the hotel, and my first thing I did was I walked to St. Elmo's, and I had, uh, I had dinner with an assistant coach. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was line one. You get to Indianapolis, you go to St. Elmo's.
1: I like it. I think you're doing a great job there. Uh, some of those coaches, by the way, don't ever try to keep up with them in certain areas, right? They're, they're just they're, – they're, these are elite athletes, and they can handle more – than, uh, than most reporters even. so uh, uh, But uh, I'm sure you've kind of seen some of that over the years. Now, uh, McCarthy's saying, quote, this is the most fun I've had since being in Dallas. This is very interesting because, I mean, he obviously they had to let a lot of coaches go. I think there was, I'm sure, some sadness attached to that. But I think Mike's going to love, you know, not only calling the plays but being that direct voice, with Dak Prescott, what did you when you heard him say that, and, and and heard the rest of his comments? Why do you think Mike is so excited? Is it just this? He finally kind of gets back to being what he was all those years in Green Bay?
10: Yeah, I think it's because he's a coach, and he's going to be able to get to do more coaching. Uh, when you're a head coach, you're talking to the media, you're you know maybe skipping a walkthrough to do some you know, what media requirement or you're, you know, playing the schedule and, you know, he was going to do uh, some of those things still. Some of the media is still going to plan out the Cowboys schedule, what the screen looks like, what training camp looks like, and, and all those sorts of things. But he's going to spend a lot more time working with his staff on what the offense is going to look like. You know, route concepts and marrying the run game with the pass game and all kinds of things, splits the wide receivers are going to have on certain routes and all those sorts of things. Or what he's doing actually right now, Mike McCarthy. You know, I mentioned I got to the combine on on, on Monday. Mike McCarthy played Wednesday. Mike McCarthy got to the combine Wednesday afternoon, and Mike McCarthy's is going to land back in Dallas Wednesday night. Uh, it's a very very short combine <laughs> for the Cowboys head coach because he's working on his offense, and so it what he enjoys most is is doing those sorts of things rather than you know. all all the other responsibilities that fall under the head coach's purview. Again, he's still got to do a lot of that, but he's really getting back to the trenches of of just being a football coach. Imagine
1: that, letting the scouts do their thing. A lot of these coaches like to kind of hang out and be a part of this thing for several days. You had the tweet earlier today about the offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, uh, staying behind and and doing some of these interviews maybe with with eligible draft-eligible guys on – on uh, webex or something like that but uh yeah they're they're trying to get all this uh all this work done do you sense when you hear all that kind of thing that there may be even more changes to the offense than we're being led to believe i, I feel like mike said what's the number you were putting What you were saying you know 30 to 35 percent of things will change how how different after talking to a lot of these people michael uh do you feel like this thing's going to look?
10: I don't. I think a lot of the changes won't be perceptible to your, your casual or everyday, as you say, uh, hardcore you know Cowboys fan. Um, you know, it might be the type of zone runs that they're running. Uh, it, it might be a split of a wide receiver. Uh, it might be some route combinations. Um, but yeah, like I think uh, you know, type of, the type of runs that they're going to be doing will be a big part of it. Sort of inside zone, outside zone, uh, you know, and in, in, in between. Uh, there's just a lot of the nitty-gritty aspects of the offense that they're taking a, a hard look at right now. So it's not like everything's going to you know, dramatically change. You know, the Cowboys aren't going to be in a lean-t offense in, in week one or anything. You know, you know radical or you know, something like that. Um, you put a ton in cheek there, but it's it's going to be different, no doubt. But um, I, I think again, uh, those changes are really you know in line with the deep X's and O's of of an offense. I uh, think you're, you're going to still see some option routes from the receivers, but there, there are some aspects of the past game that, are, that Mike McCarthy believes can be more quarterback friendly, and so he's going to take a look at that. But uh, I think a big part of it is Mike McCarthy said this today uh, to reporters uh, away from the press conference podium. He's not, he doesn't want the number one offense in the NFL. Like That's not the benchmark for success. So if the Cowboys have a drop-off and what – their yards per game or points per game, all that is somewhat by design. Uh, he's not trying to just light up the scoreboard. He's trying to manage the game. He's trying to win the game. He's trying to have the best football team. And so, uh, runs, pass, complementary football, balance, better balance, uh, complementing your defense, time kind of possession, uh, number of carries plus completions. These are things that he felt Kellen Moore got much more stronger on uh, over the course of their three years together, but. He believes in change. He believes that he has a really good sense of where the next step is, and that's why they, ultimately that changes me. All
1: right. Any uh, any Kellen Moore sightings there in um, Indianapolis or anything uh, anything like that? And we have we had any awkward moments around the uh, around the combine?
10: No, no. It's, it's still kind of getting underway. Um, All the right. Cowboys are going to be meeting up with uh, most most contract advisors. Um, you know, Tony Pollard's agent, Zeke Elliott's agent, you know, Simon Wilson's agent, all that's going to happen in the next couple days. Um, And so I think we're we're just kind of getting started here in in a number of respects.
1: All right. And uh, Stephen Jones um, telling you guys that, uh, uh, you know, they would not be opposed to drafting a running back. Um, Says he he thinks Tony Pollard and Terrence Steele will be ready for training camp. Of course, that's what they always say. You know, very hopeful on these injuries. He said – uh more than likely we will use the franchise tag on pollard uh how do you see the the running back room playing out with uh the you know obviously zeke always being the big question uh when we get to training camp next year what would be what would be the way you think this is going to work out
10: you know i think the, a lot of my insight is probably going to come after the next couple of days um I hope to have a really strong pulse on that in 48 hours. But in respect to the reporting, information gathering, and process, I just don't want to speak out of turn and give you a read on something that might be a misread. I'm still in that kind of collection mode. I can tell you the Cowboys do believe that Ezekiel Elliott still has a lot to offer. Um, you know, despite a decline in his overall production and in his overall explosion and all the things that I think everyone can really see, When they watched Ezekiel Elliott in 2022 relative to even in 2019 uh, coming off of that contract, he had a great year in 2019, but since then, because of right knee injuries or offensive line or otherwise, he just hasn't been the Ezekiel Elliott that we're accustomed to having seen. And that is common for a running back with as much mileage on his tires Mm -hmm. as he has, so uh, you know, but that said, they still they love what he brings to the team, uh, they say. Uh, I'm told, you know, something like this tight space runs, you know, short yardage, uh, you know, red zone or you know, goal lines, third down, all those sorts of things. Um, they still think he's, you know, a guy who just gets it done, has a great feel for it. Um, but obviously, something's going to be done with his contract. His salary is astronomical. It reflects the player he once was, not the player he is today, uh, the running market and his standing in within it, uh, you know, calls for something to be done, and it will be done. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott either will accept a significant pay cut or he will be released. Right. And, and that's, there's no guarantee the Cowboys offer him a pay cut. Uh, they might decide to go in a different direction. So, again, let's just we're going we're to find out very soon uh, where they're leaning.
1: Yeah, they've been through this before, haven't they? And uh, toward the end of his uh, DeMarcus Ware was a player that they decided to uh, – to move on from what I can't remember is whether they tried with the pay cut he obviously ended up getting a really good deal but um, I guess that was a straight-up release wasn't it back then I'm just trying to think of some how they've handled sort of big-name players over the past it'll be very interesting talking to Michael Gelton from the da- Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News uh, he's at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. And uh, Michael, I thought that was interesting. Stephen telling you that um, that the biggest takeaway from our meetings, he said, Stephen Jones, that is, was you can't have enough of all of these guys. He's talking about the tackles Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Terrence Steele. Um, that's going to be interesting because they obviously had to bring some guys, uh, uh, they had to bring Peters in you know, out of retirement basically or off the street to to give them some downs. and So maybe that was a learning thing. Hey, we can't have enough guys out there except for it's hard to imagine a guy like Tyron, you know, serving as insurance. I mean, if he's on the team, you would think he's going to be the starter. How are you, and I'm sure you're going to gather more on that. Do you have a sense of how that's all going to go? And do you believe that, that, you know, hey, I think they're going to move forward and just have all all three guys in the mix.
10: Yeah, all three are going to be in the mix. Uh, that's every expectation I have is everything that I've heard. So you're going to have Tyron Smith, you're going to have Tyler Smith, and you're going to have Terrence Steele on the roster. And keep in mind, yeah, Terrence Steele's rehab is going phenomenally. Uh, I, I've heard uh, that the Cowboys medical staff believe that this rehab is the best they've seen and never seen a big man be an offensive or defensive lineman be this far ahead of schedule at this stage in his recovery from reconstructive knee surgery post ACL. So that's phenomenal. But it also it still happens. It's still an ACL to happen in December. And so I think it I think come spring you're gonna have Tyler Smith as the first team left tackle. You're gonna have Tyron Smith as the first team right tackle and Jaren Still be working way back and then we'll see come season, a lot can change in seventeen game season. Um, but the Cowboys love them both. They understand that Tyler Smith is the future at left tackle. They understand that Terrence Steele is the future at right tackle. And right now, Tyron Smith is going to be giving you, you know, they think, elite play as a left tackle or right tackle, wherever he is, uh, when healthy. And so that will be how the Cowboys proceed, knowing that over the course of the season, a lot of things can happen, including injuries that they have seen, uh, unfortunately, far too commonly with, with Tyron.
6: All right.
1: Well, listen, Be uh, have fun, and um, I know it's uh, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I, I've done it several times to be in the different bars or restaurants and have the head coaches and, and uh, visiting with everybody. And, of course, some of them are wanting to just hang out together. And then, of course, they know the media is all hanging out. So it's quite a uh, – it's a little different vibe than the Senior Bowl, obviously, with what's going on, and there's a little more – organization obviously to this is did, but does this seem like as everybody starts to make their way into town is it are we kind of back to like a thousand media members or a pretty what what's it what's it look like is it is it i mean i would imagine it's a pretty strong crowd around there
10: yeah it feels like it did pre-pandemic um okay it feels back to normal in that respect i just seem though that the Cowboys is one example but there are others that are more extreme uh not every coach is here, where it seemed like a time where every coach in the NFL was in Indianapolis for the Combine. Uh, You're seeing something of a more hybrid, uh, you know, approach from some organizations. So that part's different. And that, unfortunately, is what happened with the Senior Bowl in Mobile, where before that was kind of like the Combine, where seemingly everyone from the NFL would descend upon Mobile, Alabama, for you know, watching practice for a few days uh, a week, you know, that week, you know, going to Beats at the bar, and it was just like this, kind of this huge conference uh where the nfl was and that is no longer the case uh, a lot of staff, staff including the cowboys uh, some very few members of the organization there uh, uh some skip it entirely um so the problem i don't think is going to go the way of the senior bowl but it's it's changing a little bit uh, slowly
1: all right and by the way were you standing around when when uh, everybody was waiting for uh jalen carter who's been uh Rumored to possibly even go as early as number one overall, and obviously we know what the the big story was today. Were you were you over there when everybody was waiting on that to uh, to uh, observe that scene, or was that when you were off trying to to, to find Mike McCarthy and others?
10: Yeah, yeah, I, I had nothing to do with, with him, Gina Carter, Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't impact uh, my work at all, and it would just be distracting from. The things that are a little bit more relevant to the Cowboys, and obviously, if, if it if it proves to be sort of situation that could create a, a significant time, it becomes a factor for the Cowboys, but yeah. uh, based on the information out there, um, I don't I don't think uh, these, these misdemeanor uh, accusations, uh, however troubling they are, uh, would result in this scenario.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I I hear you. I just was wondering kind of what it was like in the room today well michael uh good to visit with you and um uh, we'll look forward to reading uh uh what you uh all your mccarthy and everything what you and calvin write in the dallas morning news tomorrow
10: i appreciate it thanks so much for having me
1: you bet there he goes michael gelkin from the dallas morning news out there covering the cowboys and uh good to have uh good to have Michael on. Aaron, should we, should we have him back on after he does some more of that reporting? I feel like we're going we're gonna to gain some more understanding even in the next uh, day or two. But uh, good to have Michael on. And uh, next, we'll do some campus confidential.
2: Now time for a look at your ESPN Central Texas forecast, and it's brought to you by Richard Carr.
3: For over 20 years, Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac has built a reputation as people you can count on for automotive sales and service. Off Highway 6 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco.
2: And your ESPN Central Texas forecast for this evening. Expect scattered rain and thunderstorms throughout Central Texas. We'll see an overnight low of around 65. Tomorrow, another nice day. Partly cloudy and warm with a high near 85. Currently 81 at ESPN Central Texas.
7: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi
11: everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball falls at home to UT San Antonio while softball continues to roll. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. During Ram Truck Month, shop the greatest selection of new inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks have all the quality for work or play. With impressive towing capabilities, heavy-duty payload capacity, smooth ride, and a luxury feel interior design. If you're looking for a truck that can do it all, come see the possibilities of a Ram truck. And if we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can help you build the custom car, truck, SUV, or van of your dreams. Shop DCJ.com, or come in to see us today at Allen Samuels in Waco.
7: Discounts may vary by situation.
3: Want the latest in Nike Baylor gear? It's available at the Baylor bookstore on 5th Street in the heart of the Baylor campus or online at BaylorShop.com.
11: Baylor family, get ready for Baylor Bold Weekend by downloading the Baylor Bold Rewards app ahead of the packed weekend of events beginning Thursday, March 2nd through Sunday, March 5th. Fans that attend at least three events on Saturday and Sunday will complete the punch card on the app and be entered to win an autographed item by one of our head coaches. As part of the festivities, there will be a block party on the lawn outside Baylor Ballpark on Saturday from 1 to 5 p.m. Download the Baylor Bold Rewards app now to join in on all the fun.
2: Now, back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is The Voice, John Morris.
11: And welcome back. Baylor Baseball home at Baylor Ballpark last night playing UT San Antonio. The Bears drop an 8 3 decision to the Roadrunners. Next up, hosting a four game series against Youngstown State this weekend at Baylor Ballpark. Meanwhile, Baylor softball number 21 in the nation, hosting UT Arlington Tuesday evening at Getterman Stadium. They get a five-inning run rule, 8 nothing victory over the move in Mavs, their 10th straight win on the season. They're now 14-1 and on the year. Head coach Glenn Moore says it is a total team effort for the team's success.
3: You know, there are a lot of things that I really like, and we certainly uh, – Uh, can play better in some areas as well. But I think all aspects of the game, we're doing some things really well. And in all aspects of the game, there are things that we can improve on as well. Uh, You know, you can't ask a whole lot more from, from Dari Orm uh, than what she's been giving us, but we've responded to uh, to the adverse situations very well, and uh, just a hungry team that enjoys playing the game, and they're going out and competing right now every time we step on the field. So I could again, I couldn't be happier with what they're doing, and uh, at the same time, it's early in the season, and, and we've got to continue to get better because everybody else is. Glenn
11: Moore and Baylor softball now 14-1 on the season. They'll host the Ode to Joy Invitational this Saturday and Sunday at Getterman Stadium. Games both days against Texas A&M and Sam Houston State. And that's
3: today's Baylor Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas.
5: You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
4: The La Vega Pirates Education Foundation was founded in 2012 to support innovative and creative educational opportunities for students and teachers in La Vega ISD. Last year, the foundation provided over $101,000 in funding through grants and initiatives. Every dollar counts, and we need yours to help reach our goals. Visit PiratesFoundation.org today to see how you can give the students and teachers in La Vega ISD the newest innovations in learning. Hurrah, Lady Pirates!
3: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at syntexsportsfan.com
6: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor baseball lost to UTSA eight to three last night, and the Bears will have Youngstown State in for three-game series at Baylor Ballpark this weekend. Baylor softball extends the win streak to ten, beating UTA eight to nothing. They'll host Texas A&M on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks drop another one, losing to Indiana 124 to 122. The Mavs are one and five since Luka returned after the heel injury before the All-Star break. Baylor basketball moves up two spots to seven in the AP top 25 Kansas stays at three Texas drops to nine Kansas State is up three to 11 TCU is up to 22 Jets and the Browns will open the 2023 season in the annual Hall of Fame game SportsCenter every 20 minutes only
3: on ESPN Central Texas It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley. Pleased to be with you.
1: Been a strong day. We went to the NFL Combine, start the 5 o'clock hour. Michael Gilkin from there. And then at, uh, well, 420, uh, Dariana Orm, one of the great pitchers in America uh, on the Baylor softball team. And then Del Bonner who's just been incredible for the Bears of late. And uh, so fun. What an inspiring story. And Dell. well, he was always a big part of this team. But I think he reminded us um, that he's a guy who stays ready. And uh, no matter how many minutes he plays, he's just a huge part of the team and very, very reliable presence as a, uh, most importantly, as a person. Okay, um, Aaron, what do you have for us? We're doing Campus Confidential a little later because we had so many great guests in a row today. Um, But uh, always love some Campus Confidential. What is uh, on your mind today, Aaron?
2: Some breaking news in college basketball. Iowa State guard Caleb Grill, who started all but three games for the Cyclones this season and is their third leading scorer, or was, has been dismissed from the team. Coach T.J. Otzenberger said today, he said, quote, we hold our players to high standards and their expectations that our student-athletes are held accountable for. The fourth-year player from Kansas averaged nine and a half points, 1.4 assists, and four rebounds per game. He started 22 straight games before coming off the bench in a February 15th game against TCU. Grill played at Iowa State as a freshman, then transferred to UNLV the following season when Otzelberger was head coach there, then transferred back to Iowa State when he got the Iowa State job, but he's now been dismissed from the team.
1: Well, that is interesting because while obviously he had lost some minutes here recently, Aaron, that's a team that has struggled, haven't they? I'm just thinking about, like, when they were ranked and when they were playing great earlier in the season. I think they've lost seven of their last nine or eight out of the last ten. They've really gone the wrong direction. You know, K-State had a little lull, and then they kind of turned it back on. But um, Caleb Grill, if you wonder who he is, he's got kind of a mullet situation going, and he loves to shoot the three. Pretty good player. He was a pretty good player. I mean, Aaron, you would think if the guy – was with TJ and then followed TJ to, to Iowa State, he would understand what the standard is for the Cyclones. The truth is, I guess he did not. And now, Aaron, I was, uh, I was looking forward to seeing Caleb Grill on my trip to Kansas City for the Big 12 uh, tournament, and now I will not get to see the young Caleb
2: Illinois forward and former Baylor forward Matthew Meyer said today that he has been out sick multiple days this week due to caffeine-induced poisoning following a heavy dose of Monster energy drink intake on Sunday. Meyer, who scored 11 points and added three rebounds and a pair of blocks in a 72-60 loss to Ohio State Sunday afternoon, said after he drank six. Monster energy drinks while playing video games and his last and has been out the last few days because of it
1: <laughs> I mean that's that's Matthew Meyer in like one story. that's kind of what <laughs> you need to know. Love the guy, but sitting there, I mean first of all, as it, you're Aaron you're a college athlete. You're 20 whatever he is, 22, 23 years old. You're sitting down to play some video games. Do you really need 6 monster energy drinks? Are you literally just trying <laughs> to stay up forever? I mean, I, first of all, I internet I think you drink I don't know if it's the monster, you try some of that stuff and I I've told you, I don't that stuff scares me. I don't I don't I used to drink Red Bull when I was playing a, a lot of uh, rec league basketball, church league basketball, and Aaron. I mean, I it would fuel. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Uh, what what is their thing? Fuel my wings?
2: Yeah, I, Red Bull gives you wings. Yeah,
1: yeah, it didn't uh, didn't give me wings, but it gave me energy. It allowed me to talk a lot on the court. It, <laughs> it allowed me to make a lot of really interesting points out there. Um, I said, <laughs> uh. I just said this to somebody within the Baylor family, that story, Aaron, and they simply texted back, Matt, special one. (laughs) Kind of like that, and it's true. He's one of a kind. And while, you know, I understand why he left and all that, um, and I hated it because I love Matt Meyer, Matthew Meyer, but, um, you know, There's always going to be a few antics. Great guy, tremendous player, and will always be beloved by the Baylor family because he played a large role in the national title team. Aaron, which game was it that Meyer came alive in in that tournament? I felt like in particular during that run, I want to say he had a big game against Arkansas. Now that would have been an elite eight game against the Razorbacks. I also have some memory of him. You know, the Bears got down at halftime to Villanova during that one, and that was a uh, that was a scary one because you thought that might have. I don't know if that's a Sweet Sixteen game, maybe. That was one where you thought, "Oh my gosh, are they in trouble?" And they came rolling back. But uh, we'll always uh, appreciate. Matt Meyer, you Just remember that Aaron? He broke the news right here on our show. He said, hey, "I have always appreciated uh, your show and the way you've treated me, and uh, so I'm going to make my announcement of where I'm going in the portal on your show."
2: Absolutely, and because uh, because we were afraid he was going to end up in the red and black.
1: Texas Tech was in the mix. Yep. And just in the end, they couldn't come up with the NIL money.
2: Just to give you an idea of how much caffeine he had, uh, the article says a 16-ounce can of Monster has 160 milligrams of caffeine. That's true for most of them, but there are some that actually even have twice that. Assuming it was the 160 milligram of caffeine in each one, he had about 800 milligrams, which is twice what uh, the FDA says should be the maximum am- amount of uh, caffeine you intake in a 24-hour period.
1: I mean I think you'd rather him be doing that than say drinking a whole bunch of alcohol but it's not that much better you know like it, it's it's better but not that much better when you when you think about some of the ramifications. Kids, be be a little careful out there with those energy drinks. You could get caffeine poisoning. Aaron, do you think they would have preferred Matt not, like Illinois, just kind of say oh, he's been sick? I mean, wouldn't you normally just have your guy just say, "Yeah, I've been out, had the flu, had a little, uh, I was a little under the weather." I mean, nobody had to know that he <laughs> that he. That's a good point. That he had that I he had a bunch of energy bug. drinks. Yeah. Yeah, but Matthew Meyer had to let everybody know, yeah, I had caffeine poisoning. You know why he said that, Aaron? Because he thought it was funny. (laughs) He thought it'd be kind of a funny story, and he's right. And, of course, that story's being passed all around today, along with the departure of one Caleb Grill. That's it. One of our listeners, Aaron, you know, they text me sometimes. Some of them have my number. And then, of course, we've got the... CNC Collision Center text line 254 662 1660. And my buddy Daniel it just simply got a text and it said, The grill is closed. And I, I didn't even know what it meant. I was like, What's, he talk, what's Daniel talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. It took me a second. Until, to... Yeah, until you, until you told me that the young Caleb grill is no longer with Iowa State.
2: Two weeks after Texas A&M announced a first of its kind NIL initiative through its fundraising foundation, the NCAA sent a memo to member schools today. Or excuse me, yesterday. That appears to be directed at the Aggies' new model. In the short email obtained by Sports Illustrated, NCAA executive vice president of regulatory affairs, Stan Wilcox, reminded administrators that the association's current rules prohibit a school from compensating athletes for NIL, including. Entities acting on behalf of the institution. And according to Ross Dellinger's story in Sports Illustrated, he believes that it's pretty much solely directed at Texas A&M after their announcement a couple of weeks ago.
1: Well, and, and of course what A&M's saying, and I'm glad you brought this up, Aaron, is that, well, we told everybody what we were doing, and the NCAA has responded to that by saying, well, yeah, they, they gave us notice, but we didn't vet it or approve it. <laughs> say it was okay. <laughs> but the Aggies are like, we told everybody what we were doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like, I mean, it's that 12th man. I like Aaron. I mean, think about how popular the 12th man foundation is. All right, we've heard that for many years. And that they raise enormous amounts of money. We got a bunch of Aggie listeners. I love you guys. I do. And women. I, I our Aggie audience is a great one, and so while I joke about the Aggies sometimes, I lo- I mean I, I my, my best friend in the world is an Aggie, so I mean I am a uh, I'm a fan of the school. I am. I, I like. I know Aaron's not, but I, I I I don't fans probably too strong a word. I have an appreciation for the dedication of Aggies, and Aaron. I also. There's always going to be people pushing the envelope. I kind of thought after A&M got accused of buying that 2022, (laughs) um, you know, class, they might settle down a little bit. But, no, they've led the way on this thing. And this is called, like, uh, 12th Man Plus, almost like ESPN Plus. They've got the little plus sound. This is a complete, you know, way around some of the rules. And, oh, by the way, this is going to be – Arkansas already doing it. Everybody's doing this. And, I mean, now if they try to – it's just too late. It's really too late. I mean, what's the NCAA going to do? I mean, really? Are they going to put them on probation? Aggies, you're giving too much money to your student athletes. No. No. Aaron, you know what they'll do is put, like, Oklahoma State on probation again, their (laughs) basketball program.
2: They'll put whoever cooperates (laughs) on on probation, and anyone that doesn't will get off pretty much scot-free.
1: Oh, Kansas already won a national title. I mean, Aaron, is that thing basically over? I don't even think Kansas (laughs) – I mean, Bill Self laughed at the NCAA, and it turned (sighs) out to be the exact right way to go. Just said, hey, to heck with y'all. Goodness gracious. Now, sometimes schools will work with the NCAA, and maybe it helps, but my, it, it, it did not. What, what Oklahoma State did ended up biting them in a big way. And now they're eligible to go to the, big twi- uh, the uh, NCAA tournament, but they probably won't. And I would only say, Aaron, in closing, before we get to the dismount, why can't Mike Boynton like recruit a shooter? Have you ever noticed that? Like, I love the guy. He's a. Great, I think he's a good coach. They got great athletes. Like, isn't it weird how certain programs can't recruit shooters? Texas had this problem for a long time. Now, they got a couple of shot makers now, especially that Sir Jabari mm, Parker. What's his last name? Parker. Is that Jabari? That guy is a flat-out shooter. Car can knock down shots. And actually, DeSue killed Baylor. I mean, he hit a bunch of threes. All right, Aaron, we got the dismount. We'll do it next.
3: Keep up with La Vega Lady Pirates basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Tickets and sponsorships
6: are now available for the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2023 includes Robert Brazil, Jose Cruz, Scott Drew, Carlette guidry Falkway, Priest Holmes, Adrian Peterson, Cynthia Potter, and Michael Strahan. Meet this year's inductees class on Saturday, April 15th in the base at the Extra Co. Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit TSHOF.org or call 254-756-1633. The pain
4: level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Goodfeet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain.
5: For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way.
4: Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor, I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story.
5: See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas
6: Marketplace and now in Temple.
3: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
6: Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry. And as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at... 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center.
5: From the first workout to the last practice, sports is an incredible and rewarding challenge. Hi, everyone. This is Dan Ingham with the First National Bank of Central Texas, and we're proud to support each athlete, every parent, and our educators. From families, small businesses, to the biggest industry, we're here to help. With remarkable products like mortgage lending, we've got banking ideas that fuel big dreams. The First National Bank of Central Texas, familiar faces making local
3: decisions. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
6: I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor baseball lost to UTSA eight to three last night, and the Bears will have Youngstown State in for three-game series at Baylor Ballpark this weekend. Baylor softball extends the win streak to ten, beating UTA eight to nothing. They'll host Texas A&M on Saturday. Dallas Mavericks drop another one, losing to Indiana one twenty four to one twenty two. The Mavs are one and five since Luka returned after the heel injury before the All-Star break. Baylor basketball moves up two spots to seven in the AP. Top 25. Kansas stays at 3. Texas drops to 9. Kansas State is up 3 to 11. TCU is up to 22. Jets and the Browns will open the 2023 season in the annual Hall of Fame game. Sports Center,
3: every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, we're winding things down. Shout out
1: to Stephanie and Sells and Scott, her significant other, and Hunter, their dog. Aaron, um, I think we're big with pets, animals, um, kind of across Central Texas, and apparently hunter likes our show and has been very docile and i don't know if we want our audience to be docile hunter's been fired up and really enjoyed campus confidential today said the 420 guest um darry orm uh hunter really enjoyed and and uh so we're we're happy uh really anybody who wants to listen aaron do we get credit if dogs are listening to the show like does that can we We count that as a listener, all right, let's uh, let's put that in the ratings log. We do have some, several animals out there, uh, Aaron. I looked up that uh, Caleb Grill, uh, and he wrote this long kind of explanation. I was just reading it, and some of it's kind of you know, all over the place. But he said, "Unfortunately, I said something that I regret." Sounds like me every day, which has cost me. The opportunity to finish out my dream at Iowa State. I hope that all the players and Iowa State fans can find it in their hearts to forgive me. In the end, I want to be embraced as a cyclone no matter what my next step is. I love Ames and I love Iowa State, and I will be hopefully become a booster and a donor someday when I get older. All right. Uh, Aaron, do we know what he did? Did you see? Jeez, what did the man say? Caleb Grill. He said something, and it has ended his career as an Iowa State basketball player. Aaron, nice job today. Appreciate it. We had a lot going on. Everybody have a great evening, and then we'll be back to do it all over again, 4 o'clock tomorrow.
3: Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 shoot-around, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Modern Media your full-service advertising agency. Here again is John Morris.
11: My name time for a check of Big 12 basketball in today's Modern Media Big 12 shoot-around. Coming up, the Kansas Jayhawks clinch at least a share of a Big 12 conference title. With their win last night,